Hello, my friend. These episodes are the best. I love recording them. The funny thing about today's is I thought I had nothing to talk about. I was like, I know I'm really feeling in the mood and energy to do a girl chat, but on my notes where I keep the topics, like when a topic comes to mind, I have a girl chat note and I just will put the bullet point and move on so I don't forget it. I had nothing in my notes But when I sat down, I was like, what are some of the things I could talk to my girlies about? And now we're going to have a whole episode on this. So we're going to talk about body image issues, self-love, protein and produce diet. We're going to get to it. Detaching workouts from weight loss, my favorite Barbie cups, AI headshots, intrusive thoughts, and some fun other things as we always ramble into. So welcome to today's Girl Chat. Welcome to the Living in Sync podcast, where we will talk about the biological blueprint of your cycle and how your hormones impact every area of your life. I'm your host, Joelle, certified nutritionist, mom of two, fitness coach for over a decade, and I want to help you better understand your cycle to work with your body in achieving your goals. I will teach you how to care for your body in a well-rounded and realistic way that caters to your season of life and feel freaking amazing. In every episode, you will get tips, takeaways, and just feel like this is a heart-to-heart chat with a friend. Let's roll into today's episode. The first thing that I really wanted to riff on and talk about, maybe it'll become a full podcast episode, but thoughts I've had lately on body image and body image issues self-love and confidence in your body and I have ladies that I work with in health and fitness. I've been a health and fitness coach for over a decade now and I've had my own personal body struggles especially after having my second and I really just wanted to riff on this on just some thoughts that are going through my mind right now and I want to just share that I really think no matter what size somebody is or how their body looks or their proportions or if somebody's tall or if somebody's short, I really think that it's a universal feeling to have body image issues. And I was even thinking about this in the clients that I work with that have a larger number of weight that they want to lose. And they think that when I weigh this instead of what I weigh now, or if I'm this size instead of what I weigh now, or if I had the body type that looked like hers instead of mine now, then I wouldn't have the body image issues that I'm struggling with. And I'm here to tell you, and I actually had kind of a viral, micro viral post go out, I believe it was last fall or last summer, where I posted that I've been, when I was a size two, I wanted to be a size zero. When I was a size six, I wanted to be a size two. When I was a size eight, I wanted to be a size six again. When I've been a size 10, 12, I wanted to be a size eight again. And I don't think that anyone has a positive body self-image or body image or self-confidence 
100% of the time. I think that learning to work through, learning to support, learning how to encourage yourself in those moments where you look in the mirror and you're kind of like, ugh, what? Because <laughs> we all have those. We all have those. And I want to just be clear with you, like that Instagram model that you see with like the quote unquote perfect body and you're like, oh, she probably doesn't have thoughts and insecurities like this. She does. It's a universal feeling. And I think what would be more beneficial is some tools and support and kind of the tricks of the tricks of how to bring yourself back to self-appreciation and understanding and encouragement and that will lead to more actions that are in alignment with giving you confidence and seeing what your body is capable of and complimenting yourself and that type of action in turns turns into more self-love and more self-confidence. I listened to a podcast once that was talking about success and people think that success will bring confidence, but action and pursuit is what brings confidence. Taking action brings confidence. So when it comes to our bodies, you know, seeing our bodies through the lens of, oh my gosh, I am able to do this with my body. My body is capable of that. There was even a time where my kids fell asleep in our bed. We kind of had a movie night in mom and dad's bed, super special to them. And I carried my almost seven-year-old that was sleeping back to his room. And I thought to myself, man, I am so strong. And I've had those negative self-talk about my body in the sense of like, I work out so hard. I am the person that works out the most and my body doesn't look like I work out at all. Like I have, I work out really hard to have an average mediocre body. And when I even say that out loud, I'm like, that does not give me power. That does not create the drive to perpetuate positive action in the things that are going to care for my body. But when I gave the thought to myself of, oh my gosh, I just carried an almost seven-year-old in my arms and put him in his bed and laid him down. And you know, I wasn't, I, I didn't struggle to do that. I was like, I am so strong. I am so strong. And I'm living this life with my kids. My son and I also went on an afternoon activity date and he rode his bike. I rollerbladed and I'm like, I am almost 34 years old and look at me on these rollerblades. Like I am so fit. <laughs> I really leaned into the thoughts that perpetuated more confidence, the thoughts and things and compliments to myself that served me well. And when you lean into those and when you, it's not that you'll, I'll never have negative self thoughts. It's how do I like have the thought and not make myself defined by the thought? I even had some this morning when I was stretching. And when I am stretching, sometimes my flexibility is greater than what my body is physically capable of because my stomach gets in the way. And right now, that is a pain point of mine. Like my stomach is starting to get in the way of things. And when I was doing like a forward fold, 
and like a, a stretch, you know, with your leg out. I was like, I know I could go deeper in this stretch, but my stomach is literally stopping me. And that did not feel empowering. I still have those thoughts. I think it's it's just something we all need to realize. We're going to have the negative thoughts. It's what we do with them. Because I have had times in my life where I have those negative thoughts and I cling to those negative thoughts and I carry those negative thoughts. And then when those negative thoughts happen, you know, you start having those thoughts and then those thoughts start um, driving your actions and then leads you to the type of outcome that you don't want. But when you have those thoughts and you kind of know how to perpetuate it in the opposite direction, one that will be of empowering, that will inspire you to take positive action towards self-care, self-love, you know, treating your body better, with, which is the situation I am explaining to you now, that is where self-love and body confidence comes from. And knowing there is never, ever really going to be a time where you don't have negative thoughts. Everybody's brain has negative thoughts at some point. But some of us have really, really trained and triggered ourselves to continually perpetuate in one of those two directions. For me, for a long time, I was just naturally perpetuating in the negative. And I'm doing much better at perpetuating in the positive. And something that I have been playing around with, so... The ladies in the Feminine Edge Collective know in June, we did a hormone healthy weight loss class and we were talking a lot about that. I still am on my own personal weight loss journey and it's slow and it's going to be steady and I'm still trying to figure out what's going on in my body and how my body is responding to things and listening to my body and really understanding my my body and how and the signs it's giving me and (laughs) it was so funny lauren came to visit she was up from texas lauren's my best friend she was up from texas visiting for three weeks in our area but i was lucky enough to have her come over and she spent the night at my house and we had a little girls night one night it was so much fun and we were talking about our past selves and I can't even believe I'm going to say this because I kind of don't even want you guys to go down this rabbit hole, but we went down the rabbit hole of our own personal YouTube channels because in our early 20s, we were wannabe YouTubers. I don't know. We were just creating content on YouTube and we watched them back and were cringe. A lot of mine were what I eat in a day. And oh my gosh, do I don't condone what I was eating I was eating very little and I was like oh my gosh yeah I was I remember kind of filming these what I eat in a days and being like oh I really need to be strict and perfect so I'm the epitome of a health and fitness person and one of the dinners I was like it looked like the most bland boring ground turkey with zucchini and it looked awful and disgusting but it did make me realize like a self-reflection of, Joelle, you are just eating too much now. You've been kind of blaming things on your hormones, blaming things on aging, but really be honest with yourself. When I've done macro tracking, when I've done all the various like type of structured strategies over the last two years, every single time I'm like over my limits and then I stop. 
That was my thing with macros is it worked for a little while and then I was like, wow, I really am eating too much. And I'm reading this book right now called The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. And the first success principle is taking radical responsibility for where you're at and that the that where you're at is because of the actions and the decisions that you've made. And when I applied this to how I've been making excuses for myself and how I have been not taking ownership and responsibility with my body right now, I gave myself a really good reflection on just, Joelle, you are eating too much. You think you're not eating too much. You think your metabolism is higher than what it is. You think you are moving more than what you actually are because with podcasting, podcast production, and all that I'm doing work-wise and career-wise right now, I am sitting and I do have a standing desk that in the afternoons I try to get up and stand but I'm just not as active as I used to be and I think I really need to do some metabolic um, changes in my body probably some reverse dieting especially reverse dieting after I have I'm at my goal weight like doing it the right way where having somebody help me reverse diet so I don't sabotage my metabolism after weight loss again but when I was really sitting in this reflection asking myself really great questions sometimes I avoid I get the good questions in my head but sometimes I really avoid answering them thoroughly because I'm afraid of the answers that I'm going to give myself because they might create change or um, they might just bring something uncomfortable about. And when I was self-reflecting, I really had this internal intuition that what was best for me and my body is to just heavily focus on protein and produce. And for a little while and for a couple days now, it's only day four of this protein and produce diet. I'm feeling so great. It feels right for me. It's been a sound and positive diet approach and I'll explain why because protein and produce I think are just two things to focus on that will always give you more energy, will leave you feeling good, will lead you feeling full and satisfied and what my typical day of eating on protein and produce focused is for breakfast, I have eggs, three chicken sausage links, some fruit, usually it's apple or strawberries, and then I'll have a mid-morning snack of my shake. My shake has been the same for over the last decade. My powder, my almond milk, my banana, nut butter, cinnamon, blended up, super delicious. Lunch has been like a protein and a salad, and then dinner has been protein and some type of cooked vegetable, and then just for my husband and kids, sometimes it's like sweet potatoes or rice, but I'm not really consuming, I'm getting carbohydrates through the protein and the produce, but I'm really just trying to stay focused on protein and produce at each meal. And it's not that I'm not flavoring things with healthy fats or yummy things. Because for example, last night for dinner, I had cucumber and tomato and feta salad. And it was literally chopped cucumber, tomato, and feta. 
and I use some Italian seasoning, salt, pepper, and that's good just on its own. But we had this air fryer tilapia and it's from Costco in the Costco section. So it is, it does have like a um, crust around it. I think it's a tortilla crust tilapia and I put it in the air fryer and I had tartar sauce, like a little bit of tartar sauce on top of my fish. So it's not that I'm eliminating all carbs. It's not that I'm demonizing carbs. You guys, I have a whole episode called Gorgeous Gorgeous Girls Eat Carbs. Carbs are so so important to us. But when I was looking at it, I was like, I'm just, I know I'm over consuming. And what I know about refined carbohydrates specifically is it spikes your blood sugar and then it dips and then you want more. And so then you give it a spike and then it dips and then it wants more and then spikes and dips. And so I was like, to me, this protein and produce protocol isn't restrictive in the sense of like, I can't add cheese. I can't add in my taco bowl. Even I took a Siete tortilla and kind of like crushed it up. So I had a little bit of like crunchy effect going on in my taco salad. It's just really kind of limiting the processed and complex or the processed and the processed carbohydrates, really. This has been serving me well. And I also have the mindset of it's a majority of the time. And I understand that, you know, I have my birthday in August. We have a couple date night situations in August where we're going to a baseball game and out to a concert. And in those situations, am I going to be strict? Oh, if it's not protein and produce, I'm not going to have it. No, but what is realistic for me and in my mindset right now with the goals that I want to achieve because I am having these physical things. It's not just about taking a picture and my body looking a certain way. It's not just about like fitting into a certain size or being a certain weight. Like I said, I am starting to physically have my stomach get in the way of things and it is bothering me so bad. I have a different underlying reason. So this isn't realistic to only eat protein and produce through every single day, every single meal and only that and no like excess zestiness and, and whatnot in life. That's not realistic, but the majority of my days, it is realistic. I can do it and I can stick to it. And the first two days, you guys, I was shocked at how I went to bed feeling full. I was listening to the Skinny Confidential and she was explaining like her weight loss and her weight loss strategy. She kind of explained what she eats in a day and she had said because she is focusing on protein, she really has not felt hungry in her 75 pound or was it 50 in her weight loss journey. And I was just like, this is so true. And when I work with clients time and time and time and time and time again, I'll even have clients be like, oh, I do start my day with a protein-heavy breakfast. I have two eggs on toast. And I'm like, do you realize that eggs alone, I believe, has either nine or six grams of protein? I'm pretty sure it's nine. So that means if you're having two eggs, you're only having 18 grams of protein. For a full-feeling, satisfying protein meal, you probably want to aim more towards 25 to maybe 35, depending on your personal goals, your activity level, and then obviously your physical 
your physical needs because somebody who is much taller needs more than somebody who is much shorter. Somebody who has more muscle mass will need less than somebody or need more than somebody who has less muscle mass. And that's the thing about me. I'm 5'3". I'm a small person. (laughs) I'm a small person. So when I was looking at realistically what I'm eating when I just sat in front of what I was typically eating as just information, I was like, hmm, that's a lot of food. Kind of Kind of makes sense why in the last two, three years, I've seen weight gain kind of slowly going up and slowly going up and slowing up. It makes sense when you look at it from the standpoint of just information, right? So right now, that's what I am doing is focusing on protein and produce at every meal the majority of the time. Yesterday, I'll caveat and say I am also being smart about this with my cycle and with what I'm doing. So yesterday morning, I woke up and I did a spin session and it was a long, intense spin session. I just had the energy for it. I put music on and I was just killing it. And so I did add a piece of peanut butter toast in my breakfast and that's post-workout because I wanted to replenish those carbs. Like are my body used energy in that spin class and our body uses carbohydrates for energy and so I in my head it felt necessary to replenish with some carbs so I will caveat and say that as well as in knowing right now I'm going into luteal phase I know in luteal phase your body needs roughly 200 ish more 250 ish more calories than in your other phases, just because of what's going on biologically. BMR is higher because of what our body is doing. So I'm making sure that maybe I'm not just having the three meals, you know, follicular and ovulation. I definitely usually can get by the three meals. When I did grocery shopping, I made sure to plan for another meal, aka a snack that was protein and produce. Last night, I had to take my antibiotic medication. I have a um, UTI, another story for another time. Well, not even, you don't need the story on it. But I was like, oh, I should really eat something if I'm going to take this medication. So I made Greek yogurt and strawberries and threw in some chocolate chips. So that was protein and produce, and it tasted super delicious. So that is another thing I'll be having during late luteal as like an extra snack when I need it or if I'm genuinely feeling hungry, I tell myself protein and produce, right? So I'm trying it out. I'm seeing how it works for me. I felt really great energy-wise. I still weigh myself daily and there's the fluctuations that happen, right? Like sometimes I see it down, someday it creeps back up, someday it's down, someday it creeps back up. Haven't even been doing this for a week now. So I'm just going to have to keep you updated on it. But like I said, I'm feeling really, really good. And another mindset conversation that I was having with somebody else is kind of ditching their um, Fitbit, Apple Watch, like whatever type of exercise activity tracker. And whenever I used to share my Apple Watch, I would put on my Instagram posts, like, don't pay attention to what it tells you your calories have burned. Because whether it's a machine, a watch, maybe the rings, you know, like the aura ring, I haven't done research on those type of things. But when you have a digital device that is calculating how much, how many calories you burn, just know that's really not that accurate. 
and to detach yourself and your workouts from the calories that you've burned or that your main weight loss strategy is working out. Because when it comes to weight loss, nutrition needs to be your main focus. In the program, the To Be Mindset, workouts are extra credit. And she talks about that time and time again. Like it is within your nutrition that you will achieve weight loss and detach working out from that type of goal and set your sights on working out to be something of empowering once again, you know, working on your strength and flexibility, working on your cardio effect. Like if if you're the type where you're like, oh, I could never carry my seven-year-old to bed. And if I did, I would be so winded and then probably be sore the next day. Then yeah, maybe you want to set some strategies or intention on strength training. If you're like, I can't even chase after my kids or play tag with them or play catch with them without losing my breath, then maybe you do want to set some cardio goals because it will be better support for you in your quality of life. It'll improve your quality of life. And really that's what I wish exercise was marketed as and seen as is improving that quality of life for you improving your mindset improving your physical body for the day-to-day demands of what it is that you have ahead of you and that your body supports you and so it's a way of honoring your body so when you're working out detach that it's only about losing weight or it's only about a certain way your body looks and really attach yourself to you're working out for a certain intention. Maybe you start dancing because you just love to dance and you feel like a whole new person when you're dancing. But the world, the marketing on social media is telling you, you need a strength train. Strength train is what matters most for women. And while it does, it does matter movement for your body in the way that is going to be the best for your soul. I truly will I truly believe that when you align in that way, you're going to see changes in your body. And then maybe when you have been dancing for a while and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I know that I am feeling this way," then that leads you to start taking action in strength training goals, right? So that is what I wanted to say about those things. This is a product recommendation. We're really kind of like switching gears here on some things, but I know the Stanley Cups have been popular for a while. And a while ago, I purchased one of those Simple Modern, so it's cheaper than a Stanley. And I am telling you guys, they're so good. And was I like, oh yeah, I have one. Did I need more? No, absolutely not. But guess what? because of the Barbie movie hype, and I haven't seen the Barbie movie. I he- hear the controversies and blah, blah, blah over the Barbie Barbie movie, but that iconic pink, it was just speaking to my soul for some reason, and every single company is having like a collab with the Barbie pink moment, and I, you know what? I think it's excessive, but I am me and sometimes I'm extra a lot of times I'm extra okay I'm extra okay (laughs) I'm fine with it I'm extra my friend and I have a Barbie pink simple modern tumbler 40 ounce water cup now and I got the simple modern metal shaker cup 
which has been game changer for me. Like, why did I not buy a shaker cup like this before? So, you know, the shaker cups for supplements, like either protein or pre-workout, they're plastic, right? We all know how bad drinking out of plastic is. And mine were just getting old and dingy and gross, and I was needing to upgrade them anyways. And I was like, well, I clearly use these all the time, every single day. Let's go for quality. So I bought the simple modern one. And I drink my pre in the morning. I've made, I've taken that in replacement of coffee because it is made with green tea. I just really like the caffeine sources, green tea and the quercetin and the beta alanine. Like I really just feel it starts my day so much better than what anxious coffee gives me. <laughs> like coffee legitimately like starts to give me a little anxiety energy feeling. So I put water and ice in my metal shaker cup and I have my pre-workout in our master bathroom now so I don't even have to come downstairs to get ice water because I love our pre-workout with icy cold water. I just wake up, I go into our master bathroom, I add a scoop, shake up my shaker cup, put on my workout clothes, grab my Kindle, sit and sip my pre-workout and it has saved, even though it probably only saves me five to seven minutes in the morning, because usually I would have to wake up, get my workout clothes on, go downstairs, get the water and ice, get the pre-workout, shake it up, da, 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 like that. It only saves me five to seven minutes. It really feels lightning fast and like it saves me so much time and brain energy in the morning to just have it in the bathroom. And I bring my water cup with me upstairs at night every night. So it's just been like a little habit stack of don't just bring my one simple modern tumbler cup. Make sure to fill up my metal shaker cup. I'll link them for you guys. And I love it. And I love it. And it's extra and it's so cute. I have a picture of both of the pink ones sitting on my bedside table and they're just adorable, and I love them, and maybe because I'm a mom of boys, and I never really got to go buy the pink girly things, I am entering my girly era, like this summer, I talked to you guys earlier about how I bought more dresses, and I have been wearing the heck out of dresses this summer, so I love this, I love this so much, the next thing I wanted to talk about is AI headshots. So for those of you who are are not on TikTok, you'll probably see this in about a month or two. (laughs) Seriously, sometimes I can't handle it because somebody that I love will be like, oh my gosh, have you seen this? And I was like, yeah, two months ago on TikTok. Can you stop being a geriatric millennial and just like get on TikTok for just a little bit so you can like stay hip and edgy. That's the that's the main reason why I stay up to date on social media, if I'm being honest, because I'm like, what are the cool kids doing? What are the younger kids doing? What are they talking about? I want to be involved. Like if my friends' kids and teenagers are like, oh yeah, Joelle's cool. Like that's my greatest compliment. I don't know what it is. I'm a chameleon. I want to be best friends with your grandma, your parents, your children, myself. Like this just, it's just, I want to fit in everywhere I go. I want to be with the times. Okay. And on TikTok, there's a trend of putting in your selfies. So you're, you putting in your selfies and there's an app called Ramini, R-E-M- 
I-N-I, and you can put in your selfies and it does AI headshots. And it has different like settings and different aesthetics and themes that you could pick and it generates some professional-ish looking. Now, some of them do not even look like me and I'm like, in the trash, there's a button. If you don't like the one that it perpetuated, you're like, in the trash, in the trash, in the trash. But some of them, I was like, I have been putting off updated headshots for so long for so many reasons like it's expensive what do I wear I've got to do hair and makeup do I go to somebody's studio if somebody comes to my house then I need to clean my house and da 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 million other reasons so with this AI and it is paid so I did set a reminder two weeks from the time I downloaded it to cancel it But seriously, I have been playing around on it. I've gotten so many images that I think I could use that are okay-ish, whether it be for new podcast cover, social media, or profile pictures, whatever it is. I'm like, these are actually really fun because the actual time that I I last got headshots was probably 2014. Not kidding. 2015, 2014. Because... No, I did one after Bryce was born. So 2017 was the last time I got some headshots and like content professional photos done for me. It's just wild. And while, like I said, this app is paid for, it's still way cheaper than a photography session and buying new outfits, and doing all of those things, and like making sure your hair's done, making sure your teeth are white, and all all of that, I just kind of love it. (laughs) I just kind of love it. So play around on it. I really feel like I'll be using some of them, and I don't think it's cheating, because I'm picking the ones that I feel really do look like me, and they, it's just, it's just a time saver, and a money saver, right? Have you guys seen that trend though, where it's like, it shows AI, you just upload some of your selfies and then you get some professional headshots. I kind of love it because for a lot of people, they don't like seeing their own pictures, their own selves. And with this, you don't have to do the whole rigmarole of like, stand this way, suck your stomach in, whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. So I think it's kind of cool. I really do think it's kind of cool. And the last thing we're going to talk about is inspired by a couple conversations that I have, which typically do. This one is on intrusive thoughts. So my friend Lauren Francois has the Wealthy Woman podcast. She also does these lifestyle behind the scenes types of episodes. And she was talking about a situation where she was taking her daughter horseback riding. And she had a situation happen while they were horseback riding and she was like this is just a crazy situation you don't think things like that will happen and i texted her and i was like no 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 my friend not only does my brain think that those types of situations would happen before they have happened and before i've ever seen them happen but they've played out in my mind the entire time and these things are intrusive thoughts And this is the difference in some people who have anxiety, intrusive thoughts, and others who do not. (laughs) Because I was like, how could that situation not have come to your mind? And she's like, well, I've never seen it happen. (laughs) And like, I've never seen a lot of the intrusive thoughts that have happened in my mind either, but they literally play out in my mind. 
And I was also on a pontoon night with some friends and another gal who I'm like friend acquaintances with was talking about one of her, like you could tell she was telling the story and she was like, is this kind of crazy that I'm sharing this? And I looked at her and I said, did you know that not everybody has those intrusive thoughts, but a lot of people have those intrusive thoughts. And I'm like, and it is so good to share those intrusive thoughts because the second I shared my first intrusive thought with my husband, I remember him looking at me like, how did your brain even think that is a thing and that could be possible? Like I was flabbergasted and I remember when we got our pontoon in 2020, you know, before we did this, I was like, okay, we're going to do this. Yeah. You, you know, we live by the lakes. So we're just going to drive our pontoon, put the pontoon on the lake and bring it back home like that easy peasy. And then intrusive thought happened of, oh my gosh, well, I don't really know what I'm doing to do the pontoon stuff. And what if the truck backs into the water and my kids are strapped in their car seats or I drive the pontoon right into the dock if I drive the pontoon onto the lift and completely botch it and I end up parking like the, the intrusive thoughts and like weird situations if you just heard that that is my kids playing with a balloon <laughs> they just popped a balloon and that was this is my life and this is where my ending comes in but I will say I just had a laugh about how some of us have these weird anxiety intrusive thoughts and some of us don't. And sometimes I wonder if those of you who don't are favored by God. No, that was a joke. Christians don't come for me. That was a complete joke. But for real, I want to get my brain scanned at the Amen Clinic so then I have the physical the physical proof of like my brain is literally controlling this. <laughs> what do I do? How do I help? But actually, I do have a tool and resource that I do go to when it comes to intrusive thoughts. And actually, one of the episodes are inspired by my crazy boating experience. I was the muse, maybe not, but like I'm going to say that I was. I was the muse for that episode. And the program is called Regulate. And it is based on rapid resolution therapy and I was introduced to rapid resolution therapy by my friend Andrea Crowder and it has been game changing. I want to do a whole nother episode on this because Regulate has helped me so much in so many situations. My favorite one has been um, the intrusive thoughts. <laughs> I've used that one over and over again to clear a couple different things because now since I've used RRT to clear that, I joke and I laugh about the pontoon situation because it's not fear-based. It's not activating and igniting fear and anxiety anymore, right? Like I tell this story as if it was a joke, but back in 2020, I was debilitated by it. Every time my husband was like, are we taking the pontoon out? I thought of an excuse not to. I thought of an excuse not to take the pontoon out because I was debilitated by this feeling. And the other one that I really love is it had to be this way or something like that where it really helped me process my pregnancy and my postpartum depression and anxiety with my firstborn. 
it really helped me through that. So I'm going to leave the information for Regulate. And if you love listening to podcasts, you'll love listening to a program like this because you pop in your headphones and you let Andrea do the work and walk you through and guide you through. If you're not ready to invest in Regulate, then I will once again share and link the program, The Underdog. And in The Underdog, it is like, listening to empowering music and empowering verbiage where if you want to do like a motivational walk and you want to borrow the belief of how your life can change in a year or wouldn't it be fun if or there's just a couple there I think there's seven different underdog episodes where it's paired with music the power and impact of Andrea's voice and that is another really great one if you don't feel like you're ready for regulate, but regulate is a very powerful tool and technique. You'll go back to it time and time again once you really realize that the power of RRT and regulate, it's like you uncover and you open up that tab, you discover, you go through it, and then once you've worked through it, it's free and clear, free and clear, it's gone. Like I can't tap into that fear, anxiousness, anxiety around the pontoon situation anymore because it got rewired to be an entirely different situation. Now I laugh about it. Like I still can like see the image, but it's also just very different. So it's hard to explain unless you just experience it. So check out the links in the show notes. This is the wrap up of this episode before my kids really start rolling (laughs) rolling and grooving through the house they've been really wonderful haven't they like this is 40 some minutes in we've been chatting together if you were over at my house having coffee it'd be the same thing right like the ladies get to talk for a little bit and then we've got to get back to mom life so thank you so much for listening today once again thank you so much for the rating and reviews you are leaving on this podcast it is so helpful to me especially when in the reviews you tell me what episodes are your favorite you love I've gotten a couple of like you love listening to the episodes that have the meal ideas and the nutrition elements of things but if you have a certain category of episode that you love leave that in the review or if you have a direct question for me that you would love for me to answer leave it in the review. I would love, I think that would be really fun. That's an idea I just came up with now. So if you leave a review and if you want to ask me a question, because I check those reviews, I will see it and maybe I'll bring it here to a girl chat or into its own little podcast Q&A type of thing. Thank you so much for leaving those though. It does help the podcast so much. We have over 300 podcast episodes and we hit 154,000 downloads recently and that is all thanks to you so I want to just send my love and appreciation to you my friend thanks for chatting with me today if you want to correspond chit chat with me come on over to my Instagram DMs I love 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 when we talk together there and I'll see you later see you in the next episode have a great and wonderful rest of your day